click that subscribe button below and click that little bell to get notified every single time I upload a video. All right, so I have Isaac V. Sulemana, Chief of Staff of, of the Office of Hidalgo County with Judge Richard Cortez. The reason I wanted to ask him on is because there's a lot of, of uncertainty right now, and it's hard to find accurate information from credible sources. I think we're all doing our part as a community to rally together to fight against this pandemic that's going on. So, uh, Isaac, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you, your role is as Chief of Staff. Well, Josh, thank you for having me on. It's always a great to have the opportunity to share some information. I am the chief of staff for the county judge. Uh, essentially, uh, I help him uh, with the operations for Adal County. We work closely with all the other elected officials, uh, the sheriff, the district attorney, the judges for the uh, district courts and county courts, as well as all four of the county commissioners and their respective chiefs as well. Great. I, I think uh, right now is a perfect time to thank you for your time. I mean, uh, obviously, you all are scrambling around and you all I, I can imagine that you are the workload that you all have. So I thank you very much for your time, taking the time out of your day to help us out. No, you're, you're welcome. And thank you for having me on. Uh, Judge Cortez feels that it is imperative that we do our very best to communicate. I know there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of questions from the public and anything we can do uh, to make sure that we're all informed and feel confident in the information we have. Uh, is our duty to do so. Right. So what measures is the county taking right now if that this pandemic gets out of hand? Well, there, there's a lot of efforts coming from different departments within the county, uh, but generally we have a three-step approach. Uh, we're using the community controls, which is, uh, I think, what everyone is experiencing right now, the social distancing, the the limited movement, uh, the, the, the limits on travel by the orders that Judge Cortez has signed. Uh, together with some of the uh, limitations that the governor has put in, limitations of travel from specific jurisdictions. And we're using that as our first step. The social distancing is really the the only proven method to address uh, the, the coronavirus and, and try to prevent transmission. Then we move into the second step, which is testing. We're trying to roll out uh, as much testing as possible. UTRGV should be coming online uh, on Monday. Uh, we're, we're expanding our, our capabilities. Uh, the, our hospital partners and our general care partners have been doing a great job of trying to secure additional uh, testing media to be able to carry out tests. And then the third part would be the care. So we're trying to take a, a three-step tiered approach, try to prevent its transmission, identify where it's moving and how it's moving through our community, and then make sure we're prepared to provide the care via the hospital bed, limitations on elective procedures, and making sure we have the appropriate PPE uh, the personal protective equipment for our healthcare professionals and making sure we have uh, all of our ventilators and ICU rooms up and ready to go should the need rise. So we're still seeing a lot of people out in the streets and granted it's the shelter in places. This is a second day. What measures are being taken right now to enforce that people on the streets are essential? We're, we're working very closely with our law enforcement partners. We understand that just like it is for the community, this is, a new challenge. Uh, we're, we're trying to make sure that we're being reasonable in our community policing efforts. So we're, we're going to ask the public at the end of the day, they have to exercise some common sense and help in the policing. Uh, we are, we have asked our municipal partners, the police chiefs and our local uh, police officers to help our county assets via the constables and the sheriff's department, as well as our state partners from the Department of Public Safety and the troopers to, to, to start you know, to start enforcing the, the limitation on non-essential travel around the clock. They'll be stopping individuals. They'll, they'll 
do a quick check to determine if they are, in fact, carrying out an essential function, whether it's going to the grocery store, the doctor, or whether they are an essential employee of an essential business. But at the end of the day, it's going to fall on us as a community to determine if what we're doing really needs to be done uh, during this crisis. I think you're absolutely right. Is there talk of a complete shutdown right now? No. So when you say talk, uh, we've heard it, and I guess on social media, we've heard uh, the, the grumblings of people that that's uh, imminent, but that is not the case. Uh, as a government, there's no consideration of, of a complete shutdown. And, and when we say complete shutdown, that's a very drastic measure. Uh, we need to make sure that, that, that we do everything we can to continue to function as a society. Uh, I think President Trump has made that clear. We've heard it from the governor, and it's the same thing here in Hidalgo County. What is on the horizon and things that are being considered are additional measures to limit the transmission of the virus throughout our population. And that would fall under the community controls, which would be uh, closing some additional uh, functions, limiting travel from outside jurisdictions. I think the governor has already ordered that, that people traveling from New York and Louisiana be subject to additional screening. So those kinds of, of, of measures may be in the future. What other additional measures have you seen that we in Hidalgo County specifically can can do to stay safe during this time? It all comes back to the same thing, which is social distancing and personal hygiene. Uh, this is a, a new challenge that we're all facing. There's there's some difficulty in, in determining what kind of care models are going to be successful. If everyone is looking for that next uh, medication or, 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 or treatment procedure protocol that will allow us to, to defeat the, the virus, but as of right now, the only tried and true way to stay safe is to stay away from other people. And we can stop the transmission, we can get ahead of it and make sure that our, our backside, the actual care modeling and the, the availability of hospitals and ventilators uh, is never overwhelmed. You know, we, things will work out here in Hidalgo County. Do we have a reliable system right now in place for real-time public health communications? Yes. Uh, there's, the, there's the, the print media has done a great job. Uh, social media is, is both a, a blessing and a curse, but it's an easy way to push information. We have the eDalgo alert system that you can sign up for if you go to our website at thedalcounty.us. All these uh, means of communication that make sure that we can communicate clear and concise public health information. The problem that we have found is that our community, and this is across the country, and it seems to want new information. And unfortunately, as we face the novel coronavirus, the information as to how to prevent it and how to stay safe has remained relatively steady. It's social distancing, personal hygiene, wash your hands and stay away from other people, which is the exact same message that was pushed up on day one when we first went into emergency protocols here in Hidalgo County. Now, it's probably too early to tell, but when is the county expecting things to get back to normal? Or can we get back to normal after this? That, that, that timeline, it's fluid. Uh, there have been some successes. There, there have been new approvals for rapid testing, for, 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 for advanced protocols that hopefully will lessen the time of disruption for our community. Uh, but it would be premature for me to share a, a definite timeline. It's very likely that this will be one of those defining historic moments in our, in our lifetimes where we can remember life before the COVID-19 and after the COVID-19. We're, gonna, we're, we're really getting a wake-up call as to how uh, connected we are and how easy it is for us to fall victim to something uh, like a virus. It's a very interesting time that we're living through. I mean, with almost 3.3 million Americans who have filed for unemployment, 
how can we get small businesses through this and keep employees employed? That will be a tremendous challenge, but we're working closely with our federal and state partners to make sure that we have relief available for our small business community. Uh, there was there was uh, some criticism as to the timeline that we followed in adopting our advanced community control protocols, but that was because we were mindful of the effect that this was going to have on our small business community. Uh, our restaurants are, are, are having to transition to drive in, uh, to drive through carry out and delivery, and, and that's a challenge. So we understand that that's putting significant strain uh, on the workforce, on the small business owners, and we're going to do our very best to make sure that there's some uh, SBA loans available, there's going to be some grants and some relief to make sure that our small business community and, and the, the workforce is able to recover as quickly as possible. With cleanliness being at the top priority right now, is the county doing anything to educate or guide restaurants in cleanliness and prevention given the circumstances? Yes. Uh, our, our county health department has increased their, their visits and their inspections of our, of our food preparation sites. Uh, but generally, the restaurants do a very good job of making sure that they are conducting their business in a, in a cleanly manner. Uh, we've had very limited interactions that have called for some corrective measures. Uh, but yes, the health department is going out more often to make sure that everyone is complying uh, with the new uh, emergency orders that Just Court Fest put out and making sure that everyone is being serviced in a, in a safe and clean a, a manner as possible. Great. So people are asking on social media about rent and mortgage. And, and, you know, obviously right now is a very interesting time where some people aren't having an income. What would you advise citizens or landlords to do at this time? This really is uh, something we have to face as a community. We're all in this together. It, it would be simple to say, well, if, if I have a limited income uh, horizon, I don't know what the future holds, I'm going to withhold my rent. That places the burden on your landlord and their mortgage for the property. At, at the same time, the landlord could be uh, resolute in expecting full on-time payments, but that does nothing for your tenant who is facing challenges of their own. We need to make sure that we're working together, but we can say this, as a county, we have suspended uh, the timeline and the process of any evictions or foreclosures until we come out of this emergency. So in the short term, uh, we really are taking a step back until we can determine exactly how severe the damage is. And we understand there's going to be severe economic damages uh, to our community because of these protocols. But once we're able to assess just how bad it is, we can try to put in policies and procedures in place that will help everyone come out of this stronger than before. That's good to hear. Do we expect to see crime going up? That's an interesting question. Uh, we are optimistic. We don't expect an increase in, in crime. Usually, when you see uh, a depressed economic situation, you will see an increase in, in petty and property crime. However, given the community control protocols, the, 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 the curfew, now the round-the-clock curfew, the only traveling for essential business, there should be uh, less incidence of crime. And it's particularly important because the people that are uh, very vulnerable in this situation are our emergency uh, emergency personnel and our first responders. They're out there every day, and part of the goal behind this is to allow them a little more ease of movement and release and relieving the stress that they're that they're under. We have less people on the roads. There's less car accidents. There's less incidents of crime, and there's less reason for them to have to respond to incidents. And that's our ultimate goal. So certain theories are saying that if we keep going this route, not only are we going to have this pandemic, but we're also going to have a recession. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, it is going to be an economic challenge. Uh, uh, I don't subscribe to that theory. Uh, I don't believe that to be accurate because it's almost the same model that we're looking at for the uh, virus response. If we were to enact our community controls for a day or two, on day three, everyone would begin to interact, and then we would be right back to where we were on day one, which is transmission throughout the community. Now, we really believe in the toughness and the, and the uh, ability to rebound of our business community. So we're confident that with the controls that are being put into place to avoid things like foreclosure, uh, to, to allow uh, debt collection to be uh, suspended for the time being. And I need, to, I need to correct myself when I say suspended. I mean, they're, they're relaxed. A lot of the timelines that are imposed by the judicial system have been relaxed by an order of the Supreme Court. So the deadlines have been modified. The time to react to certain things have been modified. So when we are through this, when we have defeated the coronavirus and we're back to uh, the new normal, uh, I expect that our business community will be able to rebound relatively quickly, uh, especially with the protections we're going to put in place for them. What do you say to the people that aren't taking this seriously? That is the single uh, biggest issue that we're facing as a community. This is very very serious. Uh, we need to all do our part. We're in this together. And I think a phrase that has been used before, but it, it definitely rings true, is that the individual decisions that we make during this coronavirus uh, situation will have shared consequences. Uh, any one of us can can have a lapse in judgment that allows us to become carriers and, and start to shed the virus. And we may be completely asymptomatic, not so much as a fever or a cough. We never knew that we were actually transmitting it. But we can take that home and transmit it to our loved ones, to our coworkers, to our friends and family, and that's something we need to avoid. So any other insight that you can give us or any questions, I mean, any insight that you can possibly give us? Uh, there's a lot of very talented professionals uh, involved here in Hidalgo County that are doing their best. We're working with our medical community, with the medical uh, professionals, with doctors, with nurses to make sure that they are as prepared as possible. This is a national emergency. Uh, there's a shortage of PPE and ventilators and other uh, necessary equipment. But here in Hidalgo County, we're very blessed that we have had uh, a little more lead time. We're doing our very best to prepare. We're trying to get ahead of it. We're doing our uh, everything we can to make sure that we have our fair share of supplies and relief for these individuals. So uh, we have the community to please uh, help us and, and try to self-police as much as possible. There's no reason for, for, for gatherings and parties. There's no reason to be out and about. This is a time that we can all take to, to stay home, uh, maybe recover, recharge our batteries, spend some time with our families, and prepare for the task that's going to lay ahead, which is rebuilding our community. Isaac, once again, I'd like to thank you for your time during this uh, very weird time that we're going through. So uh, once again, I appreciate your time. Josh, thank you for giving me this opportunity. appreciate it. Of course, I'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. So if you like what you heard, click that subscribe button below and click that little bell to get notified every single time I upload a video. 